0: Welcome, Forge fans. We're here at the Grudge Match in Pigeon Forge. I got Scott Thomas here. You first saw him, Season 2, Episode 3, the Scottish Claymore episode. (laughs) Uh, So, some unique stuff about this episode. This might be the first and probably last time they did Cole Forges in the studio. Yes. (laughs) Because uh,
1: that turned out to not be a great idea. No, no. In fact, it was ironic that when we had all met at the hotel the night before, all the contestants we were talking about what we would think would be happening and somebody asked think they'd use coal forges i said no man they don't have any venting in there (laughs) it would be actually horrible that they would use coal forges i love them but i said there's no way they could put coal forges they don't have any chimneys in there right and when they showed up and they did that part of my reaction was great, a coal forge, you guys are toast, and then I thought, oh, man, a coal forge, this place is just going to be full of smoke. (laughs) Yes, and it was. (laughs) It was. It was sort of like a Lord of the Rings, Dante Inferno, Satan's Workshop type of experience. It was
0: very, you know, neat, kind of a special effect almost, but... I mean, that couldn't have been fun for those judges sitting there and the smoke yeah, well, around them all the It wasn't Malta. too bad where they
1: were, but it was yeah. bad where we were. And yeah, we were, I
0: know some guys' faces are just black.
1: Yeah, we were honking out black boogers for about a day and a half. Yeah, afterwards. I believe that.
0: Uh, one note, you went up against John Wick, acclaimed uh, action man. Uh, right, man. Uh, was
1: that nerve wracking at all? Well, I didn't even know who you know. I didn't know, even know who John Wick is. Yeah. I'm not exactly a big, you know, TV movie guy. Yeah. But uh, from what I understand about him and such. Um, he didn't have any guns, so it didn't matter. It's dangerous, yeah. <laughs> if he had a pistol, then I'd be in trouble.
0: <laughs> so you decided to uh, make an Egyptian kopesh. Yes. Which was, I, I don't think I've seen that, no. made by anyone as their preferred style
1: or what have you, but it kind of made sense for to test. Well, the thing is, is that my style of, of forging and the stuff I make is odd historical pieces. And a good friend of mine, Mr. Mike Lodes, he had just written a book about the Egyptian chariot. He had his book out, Swords and Swordsmen. Mm-hmm. And one of the sections was about the Egyptian kopish. And I thought, you know, everybody makes camp knives, Bowie knives, kukris, saxes. I said, I'm just going to make something completely different to show off my forging skills, to go, you know what? Not many guys could make some of this, one of these things in three hours. Right. And the irony is, is that the episode before us, the Kopish was the take-home final. Yeah. And so they had five days to make theirs, and I made mine in, you know,
0: hours. Right, a few hours, yeah. So you didn't have electricity during the first round. Second round, handle round, electricity's back. Were you—it seemed like you might have had some trepidation about the, the grinders there and using those. Yeah,
1: I, I'm used to using low-speed, low-power power tools, if at all. Uh, Most of my work is all power tool free and I know that with those grinders you could get in trouble real quick yeah you know and once you remove material you can't put it back on so I was being extra cautious I took a little longer time um, we were also warned that the grinders were getting a little tired by our episode. And if oh. you pushed a little too hard on them, it would cause the motor to reset. And you would have to wait a couple of minutes while the motor cooled down <laughs> to reset. So we were all a little cautious then, too, because, you know, we were saying that right. the equipment was running out. Yeah. R- wearing out. So, yeah, I was definitely out of my comfort zone in the power tool section. Yeah. For certain. Uh, how
0: did you feel when it came to the judging round as far as the, uh, the testing uh, with the strength test? You had,
1: you had to go into a nail. I had I had no concern about that really. I was worried a little bit about the heat treatment just because it's difficult to heat treat in a bright environment like that. Right. <laughs> but I knew my edge geometry was good. I knew my I knew my shape would be good for, for that. If you hit it right, it would it would cut right in. A lot of my tools I make for, are for cutting metal. Mm-hmm. You know, chisels and things.
0: Right. And uh, I think was it Nielsen that did that test. Um, you know, he had a, a hammer, and, of course, your your blades curve like that, and it's on the inside. And yeah, now when they do those types of tests, I think they use, like, a wooden baton, which, right. of course, would have made sense, but right. it didn't. And then he's like, well, there's some damage on the back. Like, well, yeah, you took a
1: hammer to it. So. Right. <laughs> and course. the spine, of course, was soft. Right, exactly. So. Um, That's okay. I, my handle was square, though, and I knew that was, that yeah. was going to be a problem, and that was just, you know, an amateur mistake on my right. part.
0: And the edge held up fine. <laughs> yep. Then it came to sharpness, test the sandbag slash... Uh, good balance. Doug liked it. It'll oh, yeah. cut, of course. Every
1: time Doug held that held that blade, he got this big, stupid grin on his face. And to me, that's a win right there. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so
0: final round, you have to go home, make a Scottish Claymore. Um, <laughs> were you or have you had at that point any experience with long swords like that?
1: I had. I had made up to 36-inch long blade before, but I had a different shop and I had equipment that yeah. I could do that in. Right. And when this came around I had a downsized shop and I could only do about a 24 inch blade with the equipment I had. And as soon as they said a 41 or 42 inch blade, I'm thinking, uh oh, I'm in yeah. trouble. Because well as you saw I had trouble heating up the whole heating up the whole blade yep. because I had to borrow gas forge. I could only heat up seven inches at a time mm-hmm. and I ended up with a soft spot. Um, oh yeah. The frustrating part is a year earlier I had a forge that could heat up 48 inches. All at once. And I got rid of it because I'm like, how am I going to need
0: this? (laughs) Right. Well, yeah. And of course. That old
1: thing, never throw anything away.
0: Yep. (laughs) So then you guys go back to the studio. Yep. um, Kill test. You know, two blows on a pig carcass. Yeah. And your blade took a very large bend.
1: Yeah. Right at where the soft spot was. Right.
0: (laughs) And. you thought you said I'm. I'm, I'm thinking we're pretty much done. Yep, it yep. will not kill. I,
1: I, I thought we were over. I was like, well, that was quick. <laughs> and they give you an opportunity to straighten a blade. Well, you got to remember. I mean, then 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 Jonathan's exploded, and I went, right. Well, maybe we're both done. I actually thought. I yeah. truly thought they were going to send us both home and declare no winning. winning. Right. I mean, Jonathan, I kind of like, well, there was. I thought, wasn't there something in the contract about that? That if you know nobody wins, nobody wins. And so I'm thinking. We're done. The judges are like, all right, we got some free days. We're all going home.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Although, I guess one was a minor failure, yep. so to speak. One, you know.
1: Well, as they say, it's always better to bend than break. Yep. You know, and that's I guess true. you could say that was a tactical decision on my part. You know, I'd rather have a blade that's a little on the softer side than a blade that's a little on the harder side. Because yep. I've seen enough blade sports. I've done enough, you know, uh martial arts stuff with long swords and things read enough yeah. information about them to know that even if your sword bends you can still you know get back in the action right like david said there's yeah. plenty of viking sagas out there that talk about them straightening their blades out in battle and going right back into the thick of things yep so and it cut that steel yeah on. it cut into sheet steel and he it, said they should have made the pig out of it right right again i <laughs> yeah. i'm good at making making tools that cut metal because i make all my tools in my shop yeah, and cold chisels and punches and hot cuts and things like that. Those are all tools I make. Mm-hmm. So, so when it, I had no trouble, that I had no no fear that it was going to cut cut the metal just fine. It's just it was too soft in the core right there. Which, you know, the edges were hard, but the core was just a little too soft, yeah. and it just took a set.
0: Yep. So. Well, you ended up winning, which is yep. awesome.
1: Yeah, I called that my uh, my my PETA-approved California safety sword. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You know that's... <laughs> Guaranteed it'll look good, but it's not gonna hurt any. No dead
0: pigs are harmed. No in no
1: no no dead pigs. And right. that's the other thing folks don't realize is that pigs hanging up in under studio lights for hours on end, those pig hides dry out and they are hard. Yeah. They're like tough. You know, the guys would make you know leatherish armor out of stuff like True. that. So yep. so I knew those things were, were tough and I knew I didn't have a razor edge
0: mm-hmm.
1: on my blade because I knew they were gonna be cutting something really hard with it. So I erred on the side of having not quite a razor edge. As you saw, it cut through the steel just fine, but for you know what I would call fine, delicate cutting work, right. it wasn't quite sharp enough for yep. that. So and a bent, which sucked. Yeah. But that's okay. Live and learn. It was still a good show. Yeah, he came out with a win. And yeah, as I say, it got me 10 grand, which you know, where I live, that's about like three tanks of gas and a trip to the movies with popcorn, and <laughs> you're done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: So. And then you come back for season three, episode eleven, the pata.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That that wasn't that wasn't exactly
0: my <laughs> finest hour. No. Um. So canoe Damascus, is he just making this crap up?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I've got to clarify something for the fans. Now, I will admit that on one side of my blade, I didn't quite get all the Damascus off. But on the show, when they had that little arrow showing that line, that actually was a deliberate pattern I put into, I put little v-shaped pieces of soft metal in there so the thing where their little arrow was pointing that actually was per judge's requirement of putting stuff you know putting a pattern building a pattern gotcha and they were claiming that was a flaw a flaw yeah and now on the other side there was a little section that the canister was still on but that was kind of annoying that that something that i put in deliberately and then the graphic guys in editing, pointed out what was supposed to be there right. and claimed it as a flaw. And I'm like, no, that was, that was a chevron that I put in there. I was making a pattern per yep. the instructions. Instead of just throwing shit in there, I actually tried to make a pattern. Right. And uh, But, again, mine was still a little bent. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as polished as the other guys. I mean, there was enough things in addition to that that I would have voted it off, too, compared to the other guys' blades. Right. But, on the other hand, I was the only guy who did a through tank. <laughs> yeah. You know, everybody else just did a standard tang, but I did a through tang, as they mentioned and as they required requirement. Mm-hmm. My blade was forged out to where grinding work was just going to be finished grinding. It was down to the right weight. Yep. It was down to the finish size, but I didn't get all the canister off the offside, which they didn't show, and I had a little bit of a bend in it. Yeah. So when you get guys up there who are as good as those guys, you've got to nitpick. You've got yeah. to do what is the smallest little thing, and, you know, you're getting the boot for the smallest thing. It's true. So, but like I said, it's still a good bunch of guys, you know, tough competitors. They were all extremely skilled in what they were doing. And, you know, like I said, I felt kind of like the, the, the freshman champion going up against the varsity champion. Yeah. And it was still an honor to do that. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm a little smarter at doing canoe Damascus.
0: Hey.
1: <laughs> one mistake. I took one welding heat too many.
0: Yep. You know,
1: if I would have stopped when I thought I should have stopped. I would have been fine. I would have been able to pop that canister right off. But I said, I'm going to be safe. I'm <laughs> going to weld it one more time. Yep. And that was all she wrote. That yeah. me, and Right there. That was it. I was done right there. One mistake. Yep. And that's what the show's about. You make one mistake. Yeah. You're done. That could be it. You're done.
0: So we have some general kind of rapid fire-ish questions. Um, do you have a...
1: Yes, no, maybe, kind, kind of. Kind of a sell high.
0: Preferred steel to work with?
1: Yeah, I, most all my work now is all wrought iron and 1080 carbon steel. Okay, That's the stuff I use. I mean, that's what I like using. I like welding all that stuff together. Mm-hmm. It fits the style that I use, which is no power tools and such, so it's a good steel to work yep. with. It's forgiving with the heat treatment, but it'll make a quality knife that... of the people will never use beyond its performance abilities. Right. So, like I said, 1080, wrought iron, that's pretty much what all my blades nowadays are made out of. I get to some bigger stuff, I'll maybe use some 5160, but even then, I'll probably still go with the 1080 steel for the long blades.
0: Awesome. Uh, Stainless steel or no stainless?
1: No, no stainless whatsoever.
0: Okay. Um, Favorite Damascus pattern?
1: Um, I actually do welded overlay patterns. I'll do a lot of twisted herringbones and, and kind of Viking-style uh, Damascus patterns, but I also do overlays where I'll take and take some soft iron and I'll do scroll work, and then I'll weld that in the top. And since I don't use power tools, I do very little stock removal. Any right. pattern that I weld into the surface is still going to be there at the finish. Yeah. So the Damascus that everybody else does with the big billets, cut it, reveal the pattern inside the block, I don't do any of that stuff mm-hmm. because I don't have the tools, and that's just not my thing.
0: Right. When it comes to... Um, finishes on blades, um, coffee or mustard?
1: Um, I've used the mustard before. I haven't used the coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm thinking with some of the wrought iron, the little darkening brown of the coffee would probably do some really nice nice stuff. Most of mine I do right now is I do vinegar. Oh, okay. I'll take my, I'll take my blades and I'll just soak them in vinegar for a couple of days. Yeah. And that that really, with the wrought iron, that brings the wrought iron out really nice because it's a soft, slower edge. Yeah. Uh, so right now I do a lot of vinegar. I do a little bit of the ferric chloride, but primarily all mm-hmm. my traditional blades, excuse me, all the traditional blades are all done uh, in vinegar.
0: Okay, cool.
1: That's it for this so far. Are you going to
0: be going up to do any more foraging up there? I don't know
1: if I'm going to be up there. I've been foraging at my station all day. Yeah, you have been there all day. And I've been actually making full knives from start to completion using no power tools here at the event. I'm the only guy who's actually making full-on knives from nothing to finish. Here, handles sharpened. Heat-treated and everything. Yeah, no, I see you looking over there. You're not doing it either, buddy. Don't even give me that. <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard your fire forge up once today. So so that's the one thing I'm kind of focusing more on, letting people see the whole process from start to finish. How long does it take? I mean, it takes me four hours yeah. to make a full knife that would be considered, you know, rough, but it's not. But anyways, out of old uh, horseshoes rasp and yep. just some woods that I have here and everything's just forged out, ground on a pedal grinder, you know, no power tools. But, so I'm focusing more on that this time. Last time I was up there all the time. Okay. Uh, this time I'm trying to do more, let people see the process, yeah. see how things are done. And, you know, you have a knife that you watched get made from start to finish here on site.
0: Yep. Right on. It's been awesome watching Alrighty. you work. Thanks again for coming by. My pleasure. We'll check you guys out later.
1: All right. Good deal. Thanks. Thanks a lot.
2: Welcome back to Fans of the Forge live from Pigeon Forge Grudge Match. I'm here with ABS Master Smith Ray Kirk
3: from Tahlequah, Oklahoma.
2: Ah, very nice, very nice. Yeah. How's the Pigeon Forge Grudge Match going for you so far?
3: It's, it's doing great. Uh, we're having a very, very good time, uh, enjoying it. Get to visit friends, make new friends. You know, with some of these, some of the guys I haven't met. Uh, till, till this weekend You know You see them on TV And you know But It's not the same Right You know It's not the same
2: Yeah we agree Because this is our first time Like meeting All these guys in person too And it's, uh, it's been fun for us So
3: It's kind of noisy too <laughs>
2: <laughs> So We're going to go back to Your appearance on Season 1 Episode 8 The Moral Chris episode Yes sir So, you guys had to come in and use one or more of the items that they gave you, shovel, axe, railroad spikes, etc., to forge your own blade, and everybody looked like went with ball bearings as, like, one of the main materials.
3: Was there a reason you chose ball bearing? It was a known steel for myself. Some of the other stuff, uh, I did not know what it was made out of, because 52100 is what I used. If I had known that the... Brush hog blade was fifty one sixty. I'd have cut me off a chunk of that. And, oh, okay. And uh, I've been way ahead, but uh, if you don't know what a lot of the normal steels that's used for different things in industry, uh, you can't really tell what you're going to do with a knife. Right. And uh, my fall on that show was. I didn't check the hardness of my blade.
2: Oh, okay.
3: <laughs> uh, I was watching them and quenching, and my quench wasn't done properly. And then I did not check it when I got through. Yeah. Uh, I checked all my blades <laughs> now. <laughs> uh, it's it's, a, it's also a learning process, and, and I knew most of the people already there. And so it was... Uh, it was more of a relaxed, uh, friendly competition, the, the way I looked at it. Oh, great! Uh, we didn't we didn't go up there to uh, murder nobody or to shame nobody. We just went up there to see who could do the best. And, yeah. Uh, and it's wasn't you know, and we tried to help each other really.
0: Uh,
3: Mace Vitaly won, and he he's a good friend of mine, and. Uh, he done a good job. Murray Carter's a good friend. He he did a good job too. So. Uh,
2: yeah, it was a great episode, and uh, I believe this had the the well-known clip of you finishing and asking for a cup of coffee. For a
3: cup of coffee. <laughs> you know, I never thought nothing about it. I mean, I've been treated great all weekend, and I do drink coffee frequently, and. Uh, they would, you know, if you needed something, they got it. And I was done, so you know, I just, I just asked for a cup of coffee. You know, <laughs> Jay Nelson said he's looking for us a, a box of donuts, stuff to throw around in there right <laughs> and to it. You know, but you know, it, it was good.
2: So from there, you were voted in to come on for the Fans Choice episode. Fan, fan favorite. Fans favorites. Yeah. Excuse me. And it was against Robbie Bowman, who is putting on this whole event. Thanks again, Robbie Bowman, for this whole thing. is really great. Also, you're going against Chad Osborne, right behind us here, and uh, Josh Weston. Yes. So, you guys had to work with uh, barbed wire and make that into a blade. What
3: uh, What they wanted was to forge weld bob wire to the outside of the blade. Right. It had to be visible. It had to be visible. It's kind of, kind of like a thin mile. But since it's wire it's small and what I did is I balled it up and tack welded the top and the bottom onto my blade and then heated it up put borax on it and then raised it up and kept turning it so that the blade was be hot right? and then take and quickly tap tap it and that would forge well the barbed wire to the outside and then I ground off the edge and the top so that you didn't see anything else on it. And it, and it made a good knife. Uh, but they just wanted to see you forge well some mild steel wire to the outside.
2: Right, right. Uh, so then, from there, you uh, you moved on into round two, and you put on a brass guard, you had to go through the barbed wire chop, and the sharpness test, and yeah, you did well, you got good compliments yeah. from the judges, yeah. and um, that pushed you on into round three against yes. Josh Weston, who is a friend of the show, yeah. um, we've talked with him a number of times, and uh, it's a very interesting competition at this point Because we know Josh Was coming in with lots of training After his previous episode yeah. He wanted to get in there And he was testing and, yeah. and doing all sorts of stuff To prep for the this this one Did you do anything special to prep For your episode, the, the fan's favorite?
3: Not a thing <laughs> uh, I was uh, Pleased with the Weapon that we were designed supposed to make the panabas. yes yeah i mean it's a, a simple weapon of war uh, and you know you, you don't have it's not fancy you didn't have to put a guard and, and all that other stuff on it right uh, so it's right down my alley and i completed mine in two days and then uh the People that the two young guys that was doing the filming and stuff. Yeah. Uh, the next three days we forged. They forged some knives. I showed them how, and then we went on sightseeing trip of town. Oh really? Saw the Cherokee Nation old buildings, the museum. You know, that's uh. that uh, is Well, that's cool. It was, it was. uh I asked them. I said, "You guys ever make a knife?" No. So you want to? Uh, yeah. So we did. <laughs> That's awesome. That's really cool.
2: So you you guys come back into the forge, and it's time to do the testing on your Panabas. There was the kill test across a pig carcass, strength test, uh, striking a helmet, and the sharpness test was the rope cut slash sandbag swing and cut. So you performed admirably like it was really good in all yeah. those tests there was no major issues yeah. and the same went for Josh and so at least the way that the episode displays it is it came down to aesthetics.
3: Josh done a prettier job.
2: <laughs> well we thought they both looked awesome and um, the functionality it was amazing for both of them and uh, yeah we were we were really happy. It was one of our favorite
3: episodes to, to date. As a matter of fact I... Forged another blade for the performance, and Josh put a handle on it for the aesthetics. <laughs> and it's we have it for sale. We have a cooperation knife. Oh, very cool. And uh, we had it priced really high because I wanted to be half owner of a high dollar knife. <laughs> but uh, we'll talk to Josh this weekend and uh, thank. He's going to clean it back up again, and we're going to market it at a more reasonable price. And if someone wants a, a knife that we both worked on, uh, Josh is the one to talk to. Cool. Yeah. So now we have
2: a couple lightning round questions, a couple yes. short ones, quick and easy. Favorite type of knife to make? The integral hidden tang. Integral hidden tang, Okay. Coal versus propane. Propane. Stainless or no stainless? No stainless. Favorite Damascus pattern? Random. And I'm going to try this one with you because I know your answer. Coffee or mustard? Coffee or what? Mustard. Why would you want mustard? (laughs) For the mustard finish on a blade.
3: Oh, you talk talking about that. You're talking about knives, not drinking. Uh, i still go with coffee. Uh, the mustard is a, an aging agent. Right. And it's, uh, a lot of them use it to antique their blades, and, and it does. Yeah. Uh, basically, that's what that's for. The coffee is mostly for the Damascus, and that's for the background make them black make it really stand out black right i don't try to make a knife look old uh i just wanted to buy it for it to get old (laughs) exactly well that sounds
2: great um that's all i have for questions ray well i appreciate your time and uh we appreciate yours you know you're here selling knives and doing competitions and we don't want to take too much more of it so thanks again for talking with us and um yeah we'll talk again soon
3: Take care, Chris. Thanks. Can take that
4: from me. Don't you believe a word this man said about me? None of it's true. Except oh,
2: he's, he's, he spoke really highly of you the entire time.
3: Oh, <laughs> Josh. Yeah. That means you're really a bad person because I've been bragging on you all this time. No, you. Yes, On oh, me? Yeah. Really? Well, yeah, you can watch. You can watch it for yourself. This This man's
4: got all the knowledge. The, the nice thing, we got to sit in a room for days together. That's
3: and back when we got to use our... No, we didn't even get cell phones up there, did we?
4: No, we had no cell phones, so what we were doing is we were taking the boxes of food apart and using them as paper. We found a Sharpie, and we took a bunch of boxes, and this man gave me lessons for hours. We talked about <laughs> techniques and knife-making solutions, and he helped you, me. Uh, we called each other, and he helped me on my final
3: build every day. Have you been studying? Oh, yeah, every day, almost every day. You listen to what I say. Yeah, I do. Y'all buy my DVD? I got one over there. On <laughs> I
4: know, and it's a,
3: and the, and the, uh, ever the salesman. They'll save you a lot of time. I know. You're right. You're right. What are they? Forty you bucks? You wouldn't have to write it all down. You just just push yeah, the just button, watch it, it. Push the button and it goes forward. Yeah, I know. But, hey, Chris, hey, Chris Crawford done on Fred. He does good a good job. job. Yeah. He does. Maybe
4: up. I should have him make one with me. I don't have anything to
3: teach though. Well, Sm- <laughs>
4: smiling and hair care products. They uh. <laughs> how to keep how to keep luxurious skin and hair while maintaining a fire i could
2: that'd be a good one i mean i mean, I
4: mean that's valid we all
3: have beards and hair hey, don't be talking about hair i ain't got anything you got, a couple, not, you got a couple that's not nice talking about hair in front of an old man without no hair <laughs>
4: uh, okay i've made Is you guys live? continue Is on the filming live? for another you <laughs> Is it, is we roll? got
3: it all. Don't worry.
4: Roll, I love you, Ray. Thanks for coming down. Man. All right, I'm out.
3: Did you, did, did you cut over there?
4: Yeah, I cut over there. Yeah, it was my first cut. I, I think I, I'm the only that. one to get uh, swear words and fractions all day. <laughs> I got 15 points point. in, in curse words.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and, well, gosh, a, gosh. and
4: safety oh, violations. Gosh
3: one thing you need to listen to me about is quit using those words. They don't enhance your integrity.
4: I'm trying. I did really good this summer. Uh, I've been, I'm on... Really good this summer. I did really good this summer. Listen, I only, I only just, you know, that's just a couple words. I don't
3: care about Aunt Alice and all them other kinfolks. (laughs) You got friends that don't like to hear all that stuff. (laughs) Is her name Alice? What was her name? Edie. Huh? Aunt Edie. I knew it was something like that. (laughs) She always gives me... (laughs) A-E-I-O-U. She gives me... all the time. Uh, she best sick, <laughs> huh? She's what? Oh, she, no. She's she gives me f- for it all the time. There you go. Talking like that again? <laughs> First place. There's another word for that. Uh, yes. You're hard right. Hard time. Oh. A hard time. Yes. A difficult time. You know, I kind of like that old man.
2: <laughs> Just it's still going. It's recording. Oh.
3: I ain't gonna tell no jokes.
2: We can turn
4: it off if you want. I got to go. Forge Marlins, bike. Thank you.